Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, here we are post-Thanksgiving on Drive Time Lincoln, November 28th. It's 48 degrees outside. Feels like 52, which is nice. Uh, We don't have quite the winter here yet, but maybe tomorrow it's going to come in. I'm your host, Drive Time Lincoln, Jack Riggins. Whoo, trying to bring American values back and restore some sanity common sense to the capital city which i think we've done for the most part johnny cadillac's producing the show uh we've actually have a good lineup this week um and today we're just kind of doing a a recap of thanksgiving and uh any kind of stories over the weekends but uh for programming note uh we'll have uh john glenn weaver on tomorrow he's been my guest a few times a former air force uh or an Air Force Lieutenant Colonel retired. Um, he ran for Congress just a little bit. Uh, he was still in the Air Force making a big transition as he kind of threw his hat into the ring here. But I want to explore that a little more with him tomorrow and his interest in politics. I Obviously, for me, it's... It's easy to talk to veterans, um, and I think their perspective is unique, uh, having served the country and, and really not necessarily been a huge... Uh, living day to day as a civilian it's a different experience and so i like to pick his brain as somebody that's recently transitioned as well as kind of thrown his hat in the political realms i'm going to ask him too if he has any interest in uh, in the open senate seat because i don't believe uh, that's been filled uh, the one left by uh, ben sass as he moves on to the university of florida uh wednesday um we're going to have a really interesting guest um a national renowned speaker and author and radio host, Rick Green, who is a former Texas state representative and also the chair of the Patriot Academy. Um, Patriot Academy mostly focusing on uh, educating us all about the Constitution and leadership in Congress and constitutional defense and really just who is America, right? But I'm going to let him explain it. So uh, Rick Green will be on via phone Wednesday, and then he is coming to Lincoln the following week to speak. So happy to get him on and and talk about his perspective and Patriot Academy and everything, the Constitution. Um, because I don't know, or I should say that I believe it's just one of the things that Americans as a society are weak in. We're weak in our understanding of the Constitution and where it came from and its impacts on us today. And so it's a good place to go back to the beginning. So we'll have Rick Green from Patriot Academy on Wednesday. And we'll round it out on Thursday with an organization I've been trying to get on the show for a while now at the University of Nebraska, which is Turning Point USA. Now, Turning Point USA, a well-known conservative uh, organization down in the in kind of the youth area, and has made press over the years, and they're different affiliates. Um, but I'm excited to have a rep from Turning Point USA on Thursday, and then we'll just uh, go with Friday. So you know, try to open the call lines as they always are actually open on the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. I've haven't decided yet whether it's a good or bad thing that we're having so many guests that we don't always have the call lines going. Cause I personally enjoy the call lines 
the most. And now Johnny Cadillac's leaning into the mic. Oh, no, I was going to say, so they're they're completely open today, then? They are open. Yeah, they're open right, right now. I'm going to try to keep them open as much as I can this week, because uh going to be taking a little break next week. Doug Fitzgerald will be in. Um, one of the stories, uh, feel-good story that I, well, first of all, I want to say I hope everybody enjoyed Thanksgiving. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving time uh, slow, just hanging out with the immediate family um, in the Lincoln area, and uh, and it was enjoyable. It was slow. Um, we certainly enjoyed watching the Huskers uh, beat Iowa. Uh, you know, you hate to say it, but uh, I think that most Husker fans really, really do enjoy it when Nebraska beats Iowa. Uh, it's been a while, and of course there's a new head coach, um, and I'm sure we've covered that at length, as well as the rest of Nebraska media. And uh, for those of you, not that you're asking, but uh, you know what? I'll just I'll just wait and see. I always have hope when there's changes, but at the same time, I'm also sad because uh, I've been around coaching, and I know that the coaching profession uproots a lot of people uh, that are affiliated with programs when there's a change, and that always makes me sad. Um, because oftentimes with Nebraska, it seems like our staffs generally have people with Nebraska ties, so it's kind of like a dream to come back here and be able to work in the area you grew up in, and uh, and so there will be people moving on, and, uh, yeah, you know, that makes me sad. Um, at the same time, I think that uh, there's always good cause for hope for Husker fan, and I think that... Uh, you know, we've probably learned our lesson to just let's wait until the fall and let the let them work, let the kids work, let the coaches work, and we'll see what we get uh, when we get to the fall. But nonetheless, uh, we've got a new football coach, and that's always big news around here. The story that stuck out to me today, we've got a good story uh, by Michael Wheeler here on KLIN.com. You will recall, boy, it seems like maybe six months ago, we had uh, Liz Shea McCoy on um, from the Committee to Save the Pershing Mural. Um, and that has finally found a home at Wyuka Cemetery. And so I, I'm really excited to say that because for me in a city that really does try to cherish its history um, and not growing up in Lincoln, but being someone that came to Lincoln generally for state sports, the Pershing Auditorium and that mural uh, really stuck out uh, to folks coming in um, for athletic events. I can say that without a doubt. Um, I think that other people performing arts, same thing. Um, it might be a, a thing that the Persian Memorial doled to people that lived here all the time. That tends to happen when you live somewhere. You don't notice all the the kind of cool, unique things. But I'm telling you, as someone uh, from outside the community that came to the University of Nebraska, and the first time I would have saw it was, um, you know, probably coming down and walking downtown and certainly state sports. Um, but I have to think to everybody else in Nebraska, that is a big Lincoln landmark or was. And so it's really cool that uh, the committee to save the Pershing Memorial chaired by Liz Shea McCoy uh, worked so hard to save it and bring people in to get it down. And now it has a new home at Wyuka Cemetery. Um, And that's cool because I would just, boy, I would just feel kind of awkward if we could not um, 
save the Pershing Memorial. I, I mean, that thing, I have to guess, so many generations of American or Nebraskans identify Lincoln probably, number one, by the Capitol. As you come into town, you see it. And then two, as you get downtown, when uh, the Persian Auditorium was around in that Persian Memorial, which for some reason brings Chris Lofgren in. Grill Master Chris, which either he's got a traffic update or he wants to talk Persian Memorial. Persian Memorial. I hope you do. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Do you think? There are some great memories in that. I went to the ice capades in Persian Auditorium. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I played said, basketball in Pershing Auditorium. So did I. Yeah. 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 I Concerts. Mean, yeah. From performing arts, I do believe yep. I've seen ice capades in Pershing. Um, I've played basketball, you know, state basketball there. And I just have to think that, again, when I first heard the story way back when, I couldn't believe that it might not be saved. Yeah. You know, I knew the yeah. auditorium was going down. <laughs> But I thought, geez, not in a city like ours, who we have a lot of neat art yeah. things. I mean, whether it be around the university or things, we've just been known for that. And I think it is probably one of those things that people that didn't grow up in Lincoln yeah. really remember Lincoln because of oh, that memorial. Absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, that was a place to go to do something pretty unique, you know, whether it was a concert. I think. And if I'm wrong, I apologize to my wife. But I think my first date with my wife was ice skating at Pershing Auditorium. They had public skating. You could go really, in and you could skate on the ice. Yeah. I'll be dang. Isn't that something? I'll be dang. Well, I, I would have to think that a lot of people, uh, both in Lincoln, but also from around the state, Absolutely. Um, as there's few icons that create kind of generational knowledge, but Pershing mural does it. It does. Yeah, you know? that definitely will keep that memory alive and and keep it uh, fresh for people to remember. What Pershing represents to to my older generation and and yours to some degree because you guys came in at the tail end of its life cycle. But what Pinnacle Bank Arena is. Yeah, for the kids that are playing state tournaments in Pinnacle Bank Arena now. Yeah, and if you Pinnacle know, doesn't sponsor that thing in ten years or something, then you're going to have the whole generation lost. They yeah. don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean obviously the venues have changed uh, to a degree. Pinnacle yeah. Bank, a huge upgrade. Yep. What a what a treat for young people to go there to perform. Uh, Bob has had a facelift. It has, but Bob's been around I've forever. Played in Bob Devaney Sports Center. Same. Too. Yeah. And uh, but Pershing was very unique because I always thought, um, as my fathers and grandfathers discussed, discussed, um, you know, small school sports. You know, Pershing Auditorium was a representation. of if a larger built all across the nation kind of indoor auditorium yep and to play sports or ice capades and to go in it was like going back in time yeah yeah that's a good way to look at it you know what i mean i mean if you go watch the movie hoosiers yeah and you see you know that their story in that movie it could have been filmed in persian it could have absolutely uh mark vale on the text line it's the Pershing mural, not memorial. Oh, did I say memorial? Said it a couple <laughs> times, <but> well, <laughs> well, it's going to be memorialized. Yeah, now. well, there you go. It's going to be. We're trying to memorialize it. No, the Pershing mural has been finally saved, and it's going to be at Wyuka Cemetery. Uh, Chris Lofgren was so inspired, he came in. Hey, uh, let's go to memories. Sam. Let's go to Sam on uh, line one. Sam, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. 
How are we doing, Jack? We're doing good. Uh, it's the Pershing mural I'm talking about, not Memorial. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, sir. Hey, I was just calling as a as a conservative uh, type mind, and and I grew up with a dad that coached at Lincoln High School here in town, and uh, so we spent about every Friday going to high school basketball there. I was a ball boy, and and uh, this is going back to the mid '80s. I, I was really concerned that we spent so much money to conserve uh, or to, to keep the mural um, when we could have really kept the building with a little bit of cash spent. Um, and curious what your thoughts are on that, if we could have uh, accomplished that years ago when, when that was in the, in the works. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I'll comment on it. Thanks again, Sam. Uh, you know, I wasn't paying attention uh, – really you know on a lot of local issues uh until i took the radio show so i don't exactly know when the debate was about that one of the things i would say um so i i can't comment on like the dollar amount or or what the uh, pros and cons were at the time one of the things i can say that's just something i enjoy um I, my kids play sports uh we're, we're in the sports scene we travel around a bit and so, you know, when you go to some of the cities that have uh, retained some of their auditoriums and arenas with historical fact, and I'm thinking of Kansas City to a degree, um, certainly they've built world-class arenas there, but they also uh, have, you know, some of the arenas and areas that have just been there and have that old architecture. I enjoy that, me personally. I enjoy the things that have been built of stone and, you know, old and, but then maybe been refabricated on the inside. Um, I enjoy that. And I think, you know, the city of Lincoln Pershing auditorium probably was that building for us. And, uh, and so I'm sad to see it go. I, to be honest, I was actually a little shocked. Um, so I would have been in favor of its stain because I do think that, um, it has giant memories attached to it, uh, both, again, in performing arts and shows, but also around state sports. And uh, and while it may have seemed old and rickety, although I don't know the exact reason we got rid of it, I, I can say beyond a shadow of doubt, if you were coming from a smaller town, which most are outside of Lincoln and Omaha, it was a pretty special place. And uh, And I'm just happy that that we saved uh, the Pershing mural. And again, but that took, you know, the committee uh, chaired by Liz Shea McCoy to really put a lot of time and effort into. And, and I would just say to Sam's question um, and thoughts, uh, I would hope in the future, if we have some things like that, uh, that we really look at uh, working as a community to save them, because I think they give you your community a lot of character. And uh, Lincoln has a lot of character, but uh, we, we lost a little bit with Pershing. So it's nice to see the mural have a new home at Waiuka Cemetery. All right. The Voice of Lincoln, KLIN, 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back here. A short little segment before we get to the second half of the hour. Um it is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm Jack Riggins, your host. Uh, Chris Lofgren, grill master Chris, as Johnny would call him, came in as we were discussing uh, the goodness of the Pershing mural finding a new home at Waiuka Cemetery. 
and uh, we were kind of going in the way back machine, but Sam called in, which was great, and talked about it, and yeah, that just that makes me feel good. It should make you feel good. We're keeping a part of our history, uh, and uh, I know that uh, Lichay McCoy and the committee there worked really hard to get that done, and uh, yeah, kudos to Wyuka Cemetery for stepping up to be the new home. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, uh, Johnny mentioned off air that uh, that's where he uh, did his graduation from high school. Yep. Yep. And uh, had to feel pretty good about that. Uh, programming note: We'll have uh, John Glenn Weaver on on Tuesday. Uh, ask him about politics. He ran for Congress a little bit. He's a deep conservative thinker. And then uh, we're also going to have on Wednesday, uh, founder of the Patriot Academy, Rick Green on. Uh, Basically uh, talking about everything uh, American, our forgotten history and heroes, with an emphasis on our moral, religious, and constitutional heritage. I'm looking forward to that. He's coming to speak here in Lincoln the following week, and so it's nice to get a little advance on that and maybe drum up some uh, excitement. And then Turning Point USA will be on Thursday from the University of Nebraska. Young people, conservatives, giving us our take on how they see the world and how things are going for conservatives uh, in the at the University of Nebraska. All right, we'll come on back. Uh, the Voice of Lincoln, KLIN 1499.3. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back on a uh, November 28th, a Monday here on Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, I'm still Jack Riggins, Johnny Cadillac, still producing. Uh, first segment, we got into talking a lot about the Persian mural and its new home at Wyuka Cemetery. I appreciated Sam calling in. Call lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, whatever's on your mind. I'm just kind of uh, going through all the news, uh, picking out interesting stories, uh, one of the interesting ones. Well, before we get to that, let's talk about an, an, another good one because it's so easy. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce here in Lincoln has released a local holiday gift guide. Um, if you go to KLIN.com, again, Michael Wheeler's got a good story there. It's short, but the nice thing is it's got a link there to the holiday gift guide on uh, the Chamber of Commerce website. So you can essentially in two clicks see all the local businesses laid out really nice for gifts for him gifts for her gifts for the kids gifts for the beer and wine connoisseur gifts for foodies foodies stocking stuff stuff <laughs> stocking stuffers uh, uh foodies was an interesting word for me there <laughs> oh yeah and then yeah don't forget those stocking stuffers yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah support your local businesses uh, the chamber of commerce has done a great job uh putting together this website and uh you've got links right there um, yeah, think about it, folks. I mean, we definitely are a local business town, and the Chamber has gone to great lengths to put together a really easy website. And again, you can uh, go right to KLIN.com and uh, get on uh, Michael's story there and uh, hit the link. Might as well. I mean, we sh- we're definitely... Uh, seem to be, you know, thriving post-COVID. The, the reason I was a little giddy is, I, you know, I, 
I like to just pick stories and go with them. And obviously, I I look and I don't want to be negative, right? But I mean, my God, I I just so many crime stories. Um, and I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I did a lot of that last week. Uh, obviously, there is difference in opinions and reading the numbers across the city between um, everyday folks, myself, uh, political leaders, and I suspect that's going to go on uh, for a long time. But I did find one um, that I thought was interesting. (laughs) All right, so we got a story where a young man, a (laughs) 24-year-old, was putting his cell phone in the shower of his roommate, who's a 22-year-old woman. So a 24-year-old man was putting his cell phone on record in a 22-year-old woman's shower um, where she discovered it. And uh, I guess he has, you know, 18 similar videos dating back to August of this year. He was cited with unlawful intrusion, which is a felony, and booked into jail. Okay. The reason I was kind of giggling is, and you know what? Management's probably going to hammer me for this one, but can somebody show that guy an adult magazine? I mean, they still have adult magazines in circulation, I believe. I mean, you know, I mean, in the end of the day, (laughs) you know, why, where do you come up with this, Mr. Unlawful Intrusion? Where do you come up with I mean, it's just like walk down the street, spend five bucks at any gas shop, get it's legal. You know, you're 24. You can buy one of these magazines, you know, whether it be, you know, I'm not going to name the names. I'm not going to go into it. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Just go buy a magazine. I, I mean, why do you film your roommate? I. I mean, if that isn't a Darwin Award for stupidity, then you deserve to get an unlawful intrusion. You deserve it. And I hope you stop. I hope you pay your penance and then move on. I mean, it's just people. I mean, my God, you're 24 years old. I mean, everybody knows what a naked woman looks like. Oh, silliness, Johnny, silliness. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, I saw it was on this show. We talked about it a lot, but we didn't have specifics. Uh, Nebraska Examiner Aaron Sandiford's done a good job talking about finally test scores from Nebraska high schools are out. Um, and his title is Nebraska test scores show sizable hurdle of pandemic learning loss. Um, so I think that everybody, again, common sense here by the commander, figured that uh, the pandemic would have its impacts. And and the reason I come back to this story is you'll recall that I made quite a stink that some of the scores were not being released until after the election. And I'll continue to raise a stink about that because, in fact, uh, many uh, State Board of Education uh, candidates. Uh, there were a lot of races, uh, I believe four. Uh, a lot of school boards around the state uh, were being challenged, uh, county, if you will, and local. And so I think that 
you know, when the information comes out, let's get it out to the public. Um, but it finally came out, the the big stuff, last Wednesday, and Aaron did a good job. One of the things that I enjoy about this, now that it's out, is to see exactly where we're at. Because we know over COVID and uh, across the nation, a lot of parents are paying attention um, to schools, more so than in the past and I think that also goes right along with elections. But uh, one of the things is that while Nebraska had a dipped, um, we're, we're better off than our peers around the nation. And and I think that's good. So um, one of the things, if you'll look, uh, eighth graders stayed flat at 46% in math. Um, language arts fell from 48% to 47%. And... Two-thirds, 66%, passed the state's uh, new science test. So what I think is interesting when you look at this is, I, I guess, and I am not an expert, and I've said that teaching is a so-needed profession. Um, and Nebraska, by the way, is doing uh, better than most, although we took our dip, so there's work to be done. And, of course, all educators are aware of this. But, I mean, just on, on the base look, doesn't that surprise you that from a proficiency standpoint, you know, 50% of our kids aren't, you know, in, in this case, it's third to eighth graders aren't grasping the material. Um, and I'm not knocking anybody. I mean, this is a bigger philosophical question that uh, we struggle, our youth struggle to pick up at a higher level you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, if you will, even though you'd have to make the argument that, you know, we have better education mechanisms now, we have uh, more ways to teach and communicate. Um, And again, I don't know the numbers 50 years ago, 25 years ago. It just surprises me um, that that's kind of where we're at. And I think that, uh, you know, beyond COVID, and as things begin to normalize, and I know a lot of teachers left the profession and there's been, again, more pressure from parents, um, it's good to know that Nebraska didn't dip significantly. But when I look at the results, it's interesting that when you compare them with the nation, how bad our nation is across the line. Really? And that's um <laughs> that's insane. Because we're talking about, you know, the foundations of how to think across those categories and uh you know, I I sympathize with you know, educators as well as parents um to help solve that. And again, uh, lots of different impacts um, that'll play out, but I've also said, and I, I will stick with this, that for young people out there and all of us, you know, if you want to move up the ladder in society, taking your education serious or working hard at it is the easiest, best way to do that, you know, to 
get through the reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, to get through that beginning school and then to get to schools where you learn skills and, and to continue to be a lifelong learner. And you see this across all demographics, right? Is successful people have invested in themselves by really uh, paying more attention than their peers in education, whatever they they solve. So, you know, not that kids are listening to the show, but when you look at test scores like that, um, and knowing that you're in Nebraska, a place that's doing better than most, and, and you generally have a safe state and area to focus on that, get about doing it. Get ahead of your peers across the nation and uh, take your education. You know, put some time and effort into it. It's it's the fastest way to change the circumstances you are in, no matter what they are. Um, and I'll go back to, I mean, the only thing that frustrates me about it is, um, I, you know, well, let's quit playing politics with some of this stuff. The, the scores are what they are. If you have them, let's get them released, even if it's election season. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, oh, Twitter Tuesday. We will always have it, although it's not quite gaining the steam. We had we had somebody last week, and then I forgot to do it on Wednesday because we ran out. But one of the things with Twitter, and I know I talk about it a little bit, is... um is just the fact that Elon Musk, right, I don't know if he's currently the richest man, but he's generally considered that. We all know he bought Twitter, and and here's the thing. The guy is a self-proclaimed, more left-leaning person than right, and he's had to defend that over the years. And so when he bought Twitter, and essentially under the mantra of, bringing free speech he's really been attacked uh tremendously from the left and i think that that's so funny that he has had to defend and listen to this quote um he said if we want to move the headquarters to texas i think that would play into idea that twitter has gone from being left wing to right wing which is not the case this is musk speaking This is not a right-wing takeover of Twitter. It is a moderate-wing takeover of Twitter. Now, that's important because the major media would have you believe differently. And the next quote speaks to what he has been trying to do. And I think he has said free speech pretty well, meaning he's been quoted many years before saying, free speech is when someone that you don't like gets to say things you don't like. And that's been his take from the beginning. And so his next quote, to be the digital town square. So essentially a place that mass amounts of people can go and communicate whatever they want under free speech, at least in this country. We must represent people with a wide array of views, even if we disagree with those views. And so my point here is I find this completely interesting that he is being attacked by the media and really the left for buying a place that is kind of the de facto town square and opening it back up 
to all kinds of different views. And again, he's the one that said, not me, he's the one that said, I didn't leave the left, the left left me, and he showed some graphics of them moving further to the left. So, I mean, in the end, I think, you know, at best, Elon Musk is a moderate in his political thinking and probably left, and he's just getting hammered by this. Um, And I mean, to the level of, you know, Apple is allegedly threatening to pull Twitter off their app store. I mean, another big giant company saying, you know, we're not going to carry it. I just don't understand what the threat is to everyone. If Twitter, Elon Musk's company now, people can, that you don't agree with, and people who say things you don't agree can say, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And I certainly don't think that when we get into things like the thought police or the misinformations are that our government has any way, shape or form or ability to actually do that other than to silence uh, people and take away their First Amendment rights. So I'm still going to be a fan of Elon Musk for stepping up to do that with the de facto town square. I could care less the guy's political leanings in the end. I think all of us know that it was conservatives that were censored the most on that platform and that many of the platforms out there um, have censored conservatives. And that impacts our country Um, so much so that many conservatives of means, if you know, you'll hear them talk about uh, an alternate, uh, you know, economy you know an alternate way of of doing things so i just it's a story i'm going to continue to follow um as i find it interesting and i really think you should too why because you're talking about uh an impact either pro or against one of our constitutional rights which reminds me on wednesday speaking of that uh the patriot academy down in florida the founder uh Rick Green is going to be on the show. Uh, he's coming to Lincoln next week to talk uh, all about the Constitution and uh, our rights as American citizens. So I hope you'll tune in Wednesday and listen to that. And we'll finish up when we come back here on a Monday. Uh, if you didn't hear, Nebraska's got a new football coach. Not even going to name his name. <laughs> KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, finishing up here on uh, Monday, Drive Time Lincoln. I'll tell you, I was excited. If you could tell it in my voice, Chris Lofkin came in. We talked about uh, the... Real Master Chris. Yeah, the Pershing mural. Finally getting home at Wyuka Cemetery. So good on both organizations, the, the Committee for Saving the Pershing mural and uh, Yuka for stepping up. Uh, just think it's a landmark uh, for Nebraskans and and really Lincoln. So keeping our history going there. Uh, also talked a little bit about Elon Musk and Twitter. I just find that fascinating. You know, more fascinating is something that when you do get a chance, uh, you can turn on national news. I think nobody can really hide it. But what's going on in China? Boy, the people in China are really protesting right now. Um, as a matter of fact, the U.S. Embassy even had a put out a statement uh, to U.S. citizens in the country to keep a 14-day supply of medications, bottled water, and food for yourself and any members of your household. 
Um, I think that's interesting. You know, we actually have a lot of Chinese folks going to the university here and, and living around Lincoln, so they probably have relatives. But uh, turn on and see what an authoritarian kind of communist regime can do and how they treat their people. I mean, there's been buildings burned with people literally locked in, no way to get out of their doors and, and died to drones dumping something on people. Just the video coming out um is is really sad um but there you go i mean why well they say because of covid-19 prevention restrictions and control measures as they're having more outbreaks um that's what they say but in fact uh, the chinese people are really stepping up and not digging their government right now and uh and there's a there's a few other countries as well iran's got some stuff going on so tune in and maybe we'll talk about it later this week all right we've got some good guests uh lined up as we uh move into the next uh segment or into tuesday wednesday and thursday so uh we'll see you tomorrow klin 1499.3